Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Screen Guild Players in Victor Herbert's immortal operetta, Sweetheart. With Hollywood's most beloved singing sweethearts in the roles they made so famous on the screen. Jeanette McDonald as Glenn Marlowe and Nelson Eddy as Ernest Lane. hit on Broadway, and Felix Lehman, their producer, has grown fat with profits and lean with worry. For six years, he has tried to tell himself, ah, so what? Suppose I haven't got a contract with him. What can Hollywood offer that Broadway can't? And for six years, Norman Trumpet has had the answer. Hollywood is the natural fulfillment of Broadway. My studio wants them, my studio needs them, and someday my studio is going to get them. And how do Glenn and Ernest feel? Well, mostly tired. Six years without missing a single performance. Six years of boisterous, adoring crowds. Six years of discipline imposed by Kay Jordan, who acts as secretary for both. Tonight, for example, walking in on Gwen. Oh, no, you don't. Not a single chocolate. You're half a pound overweight right now. And a few minutes later in Ernest's room. Oh, no, you don't either. You put down that pipe until the show is over. Well, yesterday I heard you cough twice. <laughs> Six years of slavery. Six years of success. Six years of something that doesn't change. After each performance, a little note has slipped under Gwen's dressing room door. A little note unsigned. There was one tonight. Six years of the last six minutes. Six minutes without you. I like six years. And one last night. Whenever anyone asks you what I'm doing, just tell them I'm thinking about you. And the night before? All the world was asleep but us. But we are the ones that are dreaming. After every performance, matinees included. And Gwen has saved every one of them. There's no doubt about it, Gwen's in love. And now she looks up happily at a familiar knock. Coming! Good evening, Miss Marlowe. Remember me? Oh, yes, Mr. Lane. The man in gray from uh, six years ago, wasn't it? Six years ago tonight. My suit's lasted pretty well, hasn't it? Mm, beautifully. Mine has too, remember? The something in blue. Ah, uh, you both get prettier every year. you better come in if you're going to get personal. The hair. Now, do you mind if I kiss my wife? <laughs> I'd love it. 
Six years ago tonight, Mrs. Lane. Yes, thank you. Oh, away after the show opens. Such a funny way to get married. Very good way. In fact, I'll never get married any other way. Neither will I. Oh, oh darling, darling. Any uh, changes you'd like made, Mrs. Lane? Mm-hmm. Quite a big one, Mr. Lane. Huh? Mm-hmm. But I don't see you enough to tell you about it. Well, tell me now. That's what it is. We don't see enough of each other. We certainly don't. And we're going to fix that, starting tonight. Starting tonight. Where are we going? Well, where do we go every year? To our own little table at Angela. <laughs> Just think of it, we'll be let alone. And nobody will ask us to sing. No, and there won't be crowds of moonstruck women climbing all over you for autographs. And no orchestra playing the hits from Sweetheart. And we'll be alone. And we'll be together. Oh, it'll be so peaceful. So quiet. Kitties, kitties, I've got the grandest idea in there. Uh, where are you going? Out. I'm going out, too. Tonight, Healy. But, children, you can't. You can't go out this way. You're supposed to come to the party. What party? My party. Just a little table at the Mirabeau. Sorry, old man. We've got another date. But thanks for asking us. Good night. But you can't run out. You've got to come. We've been planning it for weeks, for months. Not for... tonight, Felix. I'm putting my foot down. And I'm putting my foot down, too. Well, you don't have to put your feet down on my heart. Oh, Felix, don't talk like that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the disappointment. Don't you mind. Just just forget about me. Oh, darling, we could never forget you. Oh, go ahead. Don't think of us. Just turn your back on the few old friends who wanted to share your happiness. Now, just a minute. We never turned a back on an old friend in our lives. And you needn't think we're going to start tonight. Where'd you say that party was? The, uh, Mirabeau. Just a few old friends. Oh, that's all. Just a few old friends, uh, more or less. <laughs> Wait till I get my hands on Felix. Me too. Just a few old friends. A couple of hundred I've never even met. And of course, there just happens to be a broadcast. Mm, nothing much. Just a little coast-to-coast hookup. And all the chorus here from the show, and the press, and the cameraman. I'm going to break his neck. Too bad you can't do it before he gets to that microphone. Yeah, I wonder what he'll say as if I didn't know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience, I wish you could be here with us tonight at the Hotel Mirabeau, where we're celebrating the sixth wedding anniversary of Gwen Marlowe and Ernest Lane. <laughs> Of course, this is no publicity stunt. Why, I'm not even going to mention Sweetheart, the show they're starring in at the Melody Theater. We're not here to talk about Sweetheart. About the way Sweetheart has broken all records, playing to capacity every night for six years, matinees Wednesday and Saturday. No, we're here tonight just to forget Sweethearts and uh, have a good time. When was that show we're here to forget? Darling, I've never even heard of Sweetheart. That's why we're here, to eat and dance and uh, maybe hear a few songs. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. That'll be a nice change for us. Which reminds me, our two stars have asked particularly to sing for you. And since they're so anxious, I'd better not keep them waiting. Oh, yes, here they are. They're coming up to the microphone now. And uh, I believe they're going to sing Pretty as a Picture. When? Ernest, the microphone is yours. You know what I'd like to do? Uh, what? I'd like to... Sing, of course. Mm. You're pretty as a picture. You're a dream. Who could change a picture?
although you may think what you say is clever and unique, a hundred million times a day, a million others speak the same old lies. Oh, breathes there a man with soul so dead, who never ever took her hand and to his girlfriend said, Every night. Mm, matinees, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and holidays. Oh, darling, why did we do it? The dear old Felix. Well, isn't it time we thought of ourselves? That, uh, that Mr. Trumpet is at the party tonight. You know, from Hollywood. I know. He uh, mentioned that his office still good. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Uh, he said you don't have to be on the set until noon. And you're through by three. Hmm. And you have your evenings all to yourself. And the climate's terrific. It never rains. <laughs> never, and everyone has his own orange farm. Yeah, yeah, you can go out in the backyard and chop down your own fruit tree. <laughs> Ernest, why don't we? Let's tell Trumpet we'll sign a contract. I did. Tonight. Oh, darling, you're wonderful. Now all we have to do is break it to Felix. I did. Tonight. Darling, you're wonderful. Oh, oh California, here we come. <laughs> well, the sentiment's right, but the theme's wrong. Uh, got anything better, Mrs. Lane? Mm, I think so. Oh, 
That sounds pretty good. I, I can really go for that. California? No, the cricket. Come on, let's catch some more, huh? Well, the cricket on the You will hear Nelson Eddy and Jeanette McDonald in Act Two of Sweetheart. Well, the unbelievable has happened. Ernest and Glenn are leaving the show, and Felix Lehman's gold mine will soon run dry. Only one more performance to go. And Felix is in gloomy conference with Leo Crump, who happens to be the author of Sweetheart. Oh, it's no use, Leo. I tried every trick I know they mean at this time. That's the end of Sweetheart. It isn't fair. What will become of me? You'll probably have to go to work. You mean there's no hope? They've signed a contract? Oh, they don't have to worry about contracts. They're the greatest team any producer ever had. That's why Hollywood wants them. Hollywood wants them. As a team, yes. But suppose they were not a team. Sure, and suppose they couldn't sing. But uh, what if they were separated? Well, we might have a chance. How can you separate two people so much in love? That's the whole idea. I have a play, a great unproduced drama. It cannot be wrong. What are you talking about? It is founded on a universal truth. A woman in love can always be made to believe she has a rival. You say these two are so much in love? Now, what else would you call it when he slides notes under her door all the time? Notes? What do they say, these notes? Ah, how should I know? They're love notes, I guess. Gwen keeps every one he ever wrote. They're locked up in her dressing room. In a dressing room? Ah. Ah! Felix, my friend, your worries are over. The day is saved. It is Leo Crunk who promises this. Marlowe and Lane will not go to Hollywood. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, for their final radio appearance in New York, until next week when the Sweetheart's Hour will originate from Hollywood, when Marlowe and Ernest Lane bring you one of their best-loved duets. And here they are now. The Sweethearts of the Sweetheart Hour sing Every Lover Must Meet His Fate.
got some shopping to do. All right, but do it. Hurry, isn't it wonderful? It's a miracle if we ever get off. Hey! Leo Kronk is here. Leo. He says it's important. Okay, not now, but all I've got to I've do... I've been right here. I came right up. I didn't want to keep you raging. Oh, that's what I like about you, Leo. You're, you're so thoughtful. Oh. <clears throat> oh, you'll excuse me. Uh, got a lot of things to do. Gwen, uh, Gwen, I have great news for you. For me? For you. I've written a play, a magnificent play, and I'm going to read it to you. Oh, no, Leo. I, oh, I mean, not now. I, I've so many things to do. I haven't packed... Oh, you can go on packing. I read it loud. Oh, but Leo... You see, Leo... you are in your room, and your husband enters, and he says, hey, you know, my dear, we have been married a long time. And you say, does it seem so long for you? Oh, I'm sorry. It's you. And he says that six years with you are like six minutes. Six minutes without you are like six years. Oh, these shoes are so hard to pack. They... What, what did he say? Six. What, what did he say? Six years with you are like six minutes. Six minutes without you are like six years. That's charming, isn't it? Yes, very charming. Did, uh, did you make it up yourself? Uh, no, not exactly. And then you say, oh, Cyril, are you really happy with me? And he says... Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just curious about that line. It's, uh, it's so sort of special, you know what I mean. Oh, it is special. It was a note written by a man very much in love. I just borrowed it. Really? Uh, who, uh, who is he, Leo? Oh, I know only the lady in the case, and I cannot betray her confidence. You see, uh, the man is married. Oh, Oh, so he's married. Yes, one of those very sad stories. He's been writing notes like that for years. You mean you mean the girl showed you other notes from him? Oh, she has hundreds. She writes one every day. I have several of them in my play. For example, uh, here on uh, page 27. Whenever anyone asks what I'm doing, just tell them I'm thinking about you. Oh. And here's another, page 81. All the world asleep but us. The beard of one for dreams. Oh, please, Leo. Please, I, I can't stand anymore. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, not now. I've, I've got so much on my mind. That's about the time. Oh, I understand, my dear. There's a day of confusion. But it is Leo Count who promises I will dedicate my play to you. Good afternoon. on tour, two companies. One of them in each, and going in different directions. What's it all about? I guess that's what Lane would like to know. Says his wife won't even talk to us. Well, it's tough on them, but it's a break for Felix. Boy, well, those road companies clean up. Chicago, Topeka, Duluth, Sioux City, new house records every city we play. Why, Miss Marlowe, that ought to make you feel mighty good. Yes, wonderful. Columbus, standing room only in every town. Mr. Lane, you must be a pretty happy guy. Yeah, overjoyed. You know, Gwen, it's rather strange the way you grab that copy of Variety every week. You never had time to read it in New York. Well, I've got more time now. And I'd like to know where, I mean, uh, I mean, what other road companies are doing. Yes. Where is Ernest this week? I wasn't reading about Ernest. I was just looking at the... Oh, oh, Leo Kronk's new play opened in New York. What sort of notice did it get? It says, um, this turkey dishes off the nutty idea that any femme in love will believe hubby has another girlfriend. What 
plot there is concerns how Dopey White is made... It's to believe that husband is playing out of bounds. Minor character steals love letters husband has written and plants them so that wife is convinced spouse is two times another woman. Wife is screwy enough to fall for this trite, but audience is not, and... Hey, hey, I must have been crazy. Come again? The phone, where's that phone? Hello, hello, operator, I went long distance. Hello, hello, operator, I went long distance. Oh, it can't be busy, operator. It can't. Try again. It can't. It can't be busy. Keep on trying, will you? Hello? Hello. Oh. It's John. Oh, I was reading about Leo's place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sweetheart. Sweetheart. wouldn't be complete without a word of thanks to our two greatest stars who took time from their Christmas shopping to give us such a delightful half hour. Well, that's not very much to give, considering how much this program does for the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house. That's right, Jeanette. The fund gets all the proceeds from this show. And that's one reason why we're always happy to appear with the Green Gill Players. Good night, everybody. Don't forget, Monday night is over. It's a brilliant event in the Green Gill Theater. Version starring Fanny Bryce as the one and only Baby Snook and Hanley Safford, of course, as her daddy. It's a real Christmas joy. Be sure to listen. Sweetheart was directed by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, with orchestra under the direction of Wilbur Hatt. Was presented through the courtesy of Ella Herbert Bartlett and also Metro Golden Mayor, producers of Cat Timberlake. Jeanette McDonald is soon to be seen in the Metro Golden Mayor production of Three Daring Daughters. Listen to Bond Monroe with Colonel Soupnagel and their guests, the Delta Rhythm Boys, on the air every Saturday night over most of these CBS stations. Thank you.